listening to the best damn podcast that the internet has to offer. From the Sniper of Snipers. They talk about my one-taps. The Gamer of Gamers. Hail to the King, baby. And the best damn charity streamer that the world has ever known. Get back to work, you slacker. That's right. This is the Clock Nine Show. Now, I would like to introduce the one, the only, me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock Nine Show. I have a very good friend of mine here with me today. If you guys don't know, Cyber Optic. Thank you for being on here, dude. How you doing? Yeah, man, I'm doing great. So the way I usually start the show, you know, with with a guest is I want everybody to get to know you. So I usually ask the generic gamer questions. How did you get your name, Cyber Optic? How did you get into streaming? And how did you get into gaming? I'll give you the reins. Uh- well, the name actually was a uh, wordplay. I worked in uh, with fiber optic cable for a little while. I was doing some networking. And uh, at the same time, I was in school for cybersecurity. Mm. And so the name kind of was derived from what I was doing at that time and what I was actually working for in school. So um, how I got into streaming... I, I it was really just kind of one of those weird things. I was on Xbox at the time. I, I actually had not moved to PC yet. And um, one of my buddies was streaming on Xbox, and I thought, oh, that looks cool. I'll try that out. You know, I already had a webcam and stuff. Uh, at that time, it was Mixer. And I got Mixer. on there for probably about six months. Yeah, I know. Poor Mixer. R.I.P. Uh, I know. Uh, but we basically got on there and did that for a little while. And then right before I graduated college, I decided I was going to build my own PC. Uh, once I got my PC built, I thought, you know, most of the PC players that I saw were actually on Twitch. So that's kind of when I made the move over to Twitch. How'd you, how'd you get into gaming? You know, how long have you been gaming for period? Oh, game. Oh gosh. So I, <laughs> I started playing. My dad brought home a personal computer when I was, I want to say, eight or nine. He brought home a Commodore 64. And oh, about the old first school, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually, the first game I ever played on it was um, Zork. Uh, there's probably a lot of people that won't know what that is. It was more of like a textile game. Uh, and then the next one after that was, it was either Mission Impossible or Impossible Mission. It was one of the two, but those were the first two games that, that I actually ever started playing. That was, uh, I think if I'm, if I'm right, Zork came out in like what, the eighties? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yep. uh, that's yeah. how old I am. <laughs> All right. For people, I'm people wondering how, how old are you, Optic? Uh, I will be 46 in two weeks. Sure. So, and so, you know. I remember you put a tweet out there not long ago about um, older gamers and stuff like that. You remember that yep. that tweet? You know, it's one. It's very it's very hard nowadays. I mean, even me, I'm only 29 years old, and I still i I get called a boomer nowadays. So I mean, for, I'm I'm considered old for gaming and streaming and content creation. So you you asking that question on Twitter, you know, uh, even I was like, yeah, you know, what's up with that? Well, and, you know, I think it's I think it's hard for people to understand, you know, most of the people I play with are are a lot younger than I am. Um, I've been playing video games my whole life. It's what I love doing. 
Um, I do catch a lot of grief from a lot of people. You know, most of my friends my age are like, why are you still playing video games? My 12-year-old mm -hmm. kid comes into your streams and watches them. And, you know, that's kind of a weird thing for me. My, when, when my daughter comes home from school and is like, yeah, you know, one of my friends in school said he came in your channel last night and watched you. And I was like, do you feel weird about that? And she's like, yeah, sort of. I get, you know, I, get kids, I get kids from church watching me all the time. That's why I always say I have to watch my P's and Q's because I never know who's watching. I can't control anybody else, yeah. but it's like one of those things knowing that you have, you know, you have, you know, kids, especially people, you know, personally watching you. I have my wife's best friend, my, one of my wife's best friend's uh, kids watch me. It's like, I better watch my P's and Q's or else my wife's going to come in here and give me a talking to. <laughs> yep, I, I got the exact same thing. My wife's best friend, Nikki, her son was coming in and watching me for a little while. And so, you know, it's you, you start to realize, oh, my gosh. And, you know, I, I've got to play a little bit different role than what I normally would because, you know, these kids see me in their everyday life and then they see me on stream you know and you just you, you always want to make sure there's some consistency there you know oh yeah absolutely so there was um actually i think this is a great time to actually talk about this remember you wanted to talk about um you know potentially switching to facebook mm -hmm. so i think this would be a great time if you have any questions you want to ask me as a facebook partner what what questions did you have because also it's a really it's a really big question out there right now people are trying to figure out what they should do uh twitch trovo facebook you know it's I mean, it's a great time to actually like look over all those platforms so yeah. so what questions did you have well so for me personally i i guess the biggest issue i have is it, you know twitch has always been super saturated always. anyway you know it, it's it's always been very hard to get a name on twitch uh, but here recently, it's become even worse. After COVID, you saw a lot of people like T-Pain and, you know, Jason Muse from Jay and Silent Bob and Kane Brown. And, you know, now you've got this platform where you've got a lot of really big name recognition that's getting on there. And it's just made that well even deeper. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's even harder to get noticed on that platform. And so for someone like me that was, you know, kind of going through a, a building period anyway, you know, it, it kind of put me in kind of a weird situation. Now, obviously, the realm stuff, you know, that that had a huge impact on my community, too. Uh, when I went into my analytics and looked, it said that 100 percent of my or 99% of people who come to my stream are coming to watch Realm and then less than 1% for other. It didn't even say any other game names like Call of Duty, PUBG, nothing like that. So yeah. as my community kind of started to dither off a little bit because of the whole Realm thing, I started trying to look for, okay, well, what's my next step? And I said, you know what, maybe I'll go back to Mixer. Uh, yeah. I moved over to Mixer. I was there for like a month and a half. And then I remember that everybody knows what happens. You know, yep. I mean, the whole thing kind of went to, down. Yep. So um, here recently, I've been looking at what other options are there. You know, you have Twitch, but but really, where else is there to go? And the only other place that I can find that is a streaming platform where anybody's getting any recognition, I guess, is Facebook. But. Then a while back, I heard you and Klamath in in that podcast talking about, uh, you know, the algorithms and how things have kind of gotten a little screwed up there. And so, yeah. 
I guess for me, I, I, I just need to understand, is it, is it worth it for me really to change? I mean, is it going to help me enough so, to be worth, worth it? Yeah, right now, right now really wouldn't. I mean, so, to, you know, so since that episode, a lot, a lot of things have happened, you know, within Facebook. And there's certain things that I can't share that they've shared with us, but I can share Basically, everyone knows what happened with Mixer. Facebook was not ready to purchase Mixer at the time. And so they kind of been scrambling to build Facebook gaming, you know, quickly. They brought on a brand new dev team, like a brand new dev team, like a bunch of new people. And I can't really explain what they did. But in the first three months of being a, a partner on the platform, you know, just just a partner, not just regular level up or you know, not you know, brand new streamer, um, they I was getting on the just the reach alone. So if you people to be uh, to be specific on what reach is, you you know, you're scrolling through Facebook and you're just going through posts. As long as that post comes across your phone, that's considered one reach. It as it's you had the potential to be on someone's page. So I was averaging per month for three months, 1.9 million people uh, in three months. So in three months, I hit 10,500 followers. And that's when I switched over. I said, dude, I can't say no to these numbers. I'm going to go all in on Facebook. That's when they brought in the new dev team towards the end of last year. And then, you know, you had like a month where like the algorithm was off and then you had a month where it was good. Well, you know, starting in like March, every you know through today, I I have now twelve thousand followers. I'll put a post out there, and I won't even reach sixty people. I mean, when I go and then when I go live, uh, a lot of people from my community who have my notifications on won't get a notification that I went live, so they'll have no idea I even went live unless they open up Facebook and actually look for me. So that's, and it's a lot, not just me. I mean, we there's many people out there like Stone Mountains talked about it. Soul text talked about it. These big people that actually have like, like true on like con. Like I'm, I'm contracted by Facebook, but it's a very low level contract. But um, these guys who have big contracts are complaining about it as well. That's why you see Z Laners now streaming on YouTube and Facebook at the same time. He's restreaming because we're allowed. We're allowed to do that. You, we just have a. Everyone has a different contract. Like mine is 20 hours a month. I have to do exclusive 20 hours a month of Facebook. Um, and then the rest of the time I've been streaming on Twitch because, you know, people actually get my notifications and stuff like that. And so, you know, until they fix that algorithm, it's just one of the things where like, it's really, it's very hard to grow. Like, yes, there's let, there's more potential viewers to there are streamers, which is a big thing. But as for the algorithm though, it's like, you're not getting your stuff out there. Like my regular posts aren't, dude, I did a random live stream for 4th of July on Facebook of, of us lighting off fireworks. That was the best stream I've had in three months on Facebook. Like it's, in, it wasn't even gaming content, which technically doesn't even go towards my contract. It has to be strictly gaming content, but it was just a random live stream from my phone. And that had like triple the numbers I usually get from the other streams before, you know, so it's like until they fix that, you know, but, but there's, you know, what I keep telling everybody nowadays is I truly believe in it because there's so many different platforms and stuff like that. If you're not seeing the, the growth that you're, you want and stuff like that, there's nothing wrong with restreaming. Like, technically, yes. Technically, yes. Um, Twitch is an affiliate. We're not supposed to be restreaming, but they really don't care about people like us. I've been doing it for 
about a year now and I've never had any issue with it. Which number one, they give you a warning first time anyways. They won't they won't suspend you or ban you. But it's like I I I really enjoy you know like my you know, all my charity streams. I live stream to Twitch, Facebook, Trovo, YouTube, and people can just watch wherever they want. So you know instead of like I would say instead of switching over full time, I would say continue to stream on Twitch, but like restream to Facebook and just see how it goes. You know? Yeah, because I I don't I don't want to hurt the people who have been there the whole time and supported me. Uh, you know, the time I've been on Twitch, I don't, I, I don't want to take that away from them, but at the same time, like I said, it's, it's gotten, I I've noticed a huge drop off in my traffic, mm -hmm. uh, over the last year, I would have thought with COVID that some of that would have improved. You know, I tried to get on there more. I tried to do more stuff. Uh, but you know, it just seems like the traffic has really slowed down for me on there a lot. Oh yeah. There. I mean, so I, I just pulled the numbers up so I can make sure I'm accurate. So at the end of 2019, uh, the average numbers on Twitch, the average numbers on Twitch in December 2019, the average, the, the average viewers was 1.1 million viewers. And then COVID happened in March, in March 2020, and it, it, it went up in June to 2.4 and then 2.6 and then and then it had a huge spike it had a huge spike in uh in july to almost 3 million average viewers and it's been going and it's been steadily at about 2.6 million people it's kind of so the viewership has gone up on twitch like there's been way more viewers like over a million more viewers average per month on twitch even to this day but when you go look at the viewers per streamer when you look at those numbers those have been declining in December 2019 it was 26 and now here we are today it's down to 21 which is actually significant because when you go look at the active channels in the end of 2019 there was 3.9 million active channels that doesn't mean streamers just means just channels that were used like you know, but as of April April 2020 it went up to 7 million it peaked this year in January at 10 million. So it, it, everyone, you know, during COVID, everyone started streaming, like you said. Yeah. But you had, again, you had Kane Brown who started streaming Warzone. You had T Pain on there who streams whatever. And they're great entertainers and stuff like that. But it's like you, these, you know, you have all these celebrities coming in. You have all these YouTubers who usually do like vlogs now going on there and live streaming video games and stuff like that. So it's like obviously they're always going to be at the top of the, you know, top of the charts, top of the categories. And Twitch has done a little thing which I've noticed. I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but if I go to the browse section, I click on you know Cold War Warzone, the person with the most viewers actually isn't number one. It's it's sorted by recommended for me, and the and the person that's number one only has three hundred viewers right now. So it's like I don't know how that algorithm works. I don't exactly know like how it's suggesting these people to me but it's, it, it they're they're trying to get away from, I, I hope they're trying to get away from the let's just take whoever has the most viewers which is always going to be like nick mersh and tim the tap man on warzone and let's try and get some you know get some eyes on some up-and-comers and stuff like that the one cool thing that facebook was doing for a while which i really enjoy was um and i always say about facebook is the biggest support on Facebook is just dropping in, even if it's for a second, 
and hitting the thumbs up button when someone's live because that means there's activity in your channel. It doesn't matter if you're a partner, level up, or whatever. They they were trying to push you up the list when someone goes to those games. So yeah. it, it was like, you know, just going in there and hitting that thumbs up is more support than, you know, than people realize. You know, if people send, you know, when, when people are subbing or sending stars, which is people don't know stars is their, their currency, like bits. But, you know, it's and there's activity going on in your stream. Facebook's algorithm is supposed to take that and say, hey, there's some cool stuff going on over here. Let's push it towards, you know, more towards the top of the list. So it's like, yeah. you know, you have an opportunity to get up there. Now, didn't you mention something about the game you're actually playing, though, too? Like I, I had heard you so, mention. Okay. Yeah. So this is actually um, it. I actually learned this from from Octane. I did some research into it because if you guys don't know, um, you know, Octane started a separate YouTube channel for he's been doing crypto mining. So he's had his gaming YouTube for I want to say like eight years. And he's been posting content on there constantly. But here's the problem. When you are posting, and most people do this with YouTube. It's like, I did this too. I had a really good run during Realm, and then I started posting Call of Duty content. Well, now you just threw off the algorithm, and now now the algorithm doesn't know who to show you to. So it, if it's really not built for variety. It's built for a specific game. So the same thing with Facebook. When you go to Facebook and you go to a specific game, I'm trying to look at it right now. But when you actually go on to uh, Facebook and you look at a certain game, like if you go, if you went to like Realm Royale, it'll show you for that game the top people for that for that game. Well, if you're sitting there one night doing Warzone, one night doing Realm, one night doing you know Valorant, whatever. The alg they don't the algorithm doesn't know which audience to show you to pretty much so it's like yeah. you have to stick to one specific game well the problem is everyone's playing Warzone right now pretty much mm -hmm. so it's like you know there's you're now competing with pretty much every streamer on the platform yeah and see that's always been my biggest problem you know I I'm not a one game person yep. and uh, well I used to be back when Realm was was really popular. Realm was my main game, and mm -hmm. ever since then, I've kind of struggled to find, well, what do I want to play? So, you know, I've been bouncing around to some different things. I tried Scavengers. I tried, you know, Paladins for a while, which which my viewership seems to do a lot better when I play Paladins for some reason. I don't know if that's because maybe it has something to do with it's in that same algorithm as Realm. Yeah. Uh, but w if I go back and play Realm, I mean, I usually get way more people watching the channel. Uh, but, you know, I tried playing Warzone. It, it wasn't very good. Uh, recently, I found myself, you know, trying out Valorant, trying out CSGO. But it's kind of been this struggle to figure out what is my game now? What What is it that people are going to want to come to my channel and see? And so it's had me moving around a lot. So if that has something to do with the algorithm in the background, you know, obviously I'm going to be a terrible uh, contestant for that. I mean, it's gonna probably mess me up really bad. Oh yeah, that's um, that's uh, like you know, like when I was on when I first started on Facebook, I actually started streaming on Facebook uh, World of Warcraft. I was doing, I was killing it in World of Warcraft because that was the only game that I was playing on there. Because when I first started, I got the partnership, went to Facebook, and then uh, was streaming for three months back and forth, 
um, you know, I was on Twitch basically playing my shooters, but then I would go do Facebook on the weekends and do World of Warcraft. So the algorithm knew this is a World of Warcraft channel. This is a World of Warcraft content creator. Well, then once I went over there full time, started playing Warzone, started playing Valorant, started playing Rogue Company and stuff like that. That's when everything started to like kind of go downhill. And then we we had a like big meeting with all the develop developers and stuff like that with Facebook. And they basically said like the algorithm's not built for multi or not multi streaming uh, variety streaming. And it's like, well, yes, because people realize also when you when you change, yeah, yeah, you used to it first in the creator studio. The creator studio is really cool. The analytics they give you is really cool, but it's not like Twitch where you know how easy it is to change your game midstream. Yep. You can tell with Facebook, it's not meant to be changed midstream. It's like it's a hassle to go change. You know, it's like they don't want you to change your game midstream. So I had a hard time finding where the chat was, yep. where to actually see the chat. I and it took me forever to figure that out. Yeah, no, so it's Facebook it's is not as user friendly. Well, definitely. there's one thing you also got to remember too. So what, what you know, and just being honest, when it comes to Facebook, like me, I'm not a big Facebook guy. I don't go on there, you know, personally anymore, and go through my own personal yeah. news feed. It's just all political, you know, back and forth. Yeah. No. You all, now you got to remember, you know, I'm not trying to get political, but you know, people are so against Facebook right now. I mean, look, the, you know, our former president is opening a lawsuit against them. I mean, you know, people are going to be like, oh, I have Facebook. So you got to remember, there's going to be people that are like, oh, no, I can't. They told me when I went over there, I can't support you. My favorite, my favorite thing, I tell this story all the time. My favorite DM I ever got was on Instagram and said, it sucks you went to Facebook. I can't support them in any way possible, but I wish you the best. You know, you're, you know, you're going to kill them. Like, you know, you just messaged me on Instagram that's owned by Facebook, right? <laughs> you know? Like, you know, but people like sit there and now have this little thing with, with, with Facebook and this political realm and stuff like that. So you're going to get people that are like, oh, no, I'm not Facebook, you know, but there's, I mean, like I said, you know, I still think, you know, just to test out platforms, you're talking to a guy that's also switched platforms like three times. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I always say just continue to, I, you know, I would say continue to stream wherever you're at. But test it out with some restream. Was restream, it restream.io? Uh, you probably heard about that before, right? Yeah, I tried using it back when it was free, but I think you have to pay for it now. I think depending on how many channels you want to use, it's actually, let's see right here. Uh, for standard, oh no, I don't even know what my subscription is. Did I pay for it? Billing. And I don't really, I don't really pay. For, I don't mind paying for stuff like that. But when I start looking at my bills every month, you yes. know, I've got the full Hulu package, so you, I can have, you have TV. Um, I got, you know, yeah. After Effects. You um, have a uh, Streamlabs Prime, or is it Prime? I oh, do not. Okay, Streamlabs has a restream thing too. It's pretty good. But so yeah, Restream.io is nineteen dollars a month, but you can do 30, 30 plus platforms. Uh, one custom extra destination, which you wouldn't really need. You can record from there and, you know, stream to your Facebook pages and all that other stuff. But, but there, but the only th reason I always say like, that was using Streamlabs for a while to multi-stream, which is, it's decent, but Restream actually gives you better quality across all platforms. So like when I was using yeah. Streamlabs, like all of a sudden my Facebook stream would become like super pixelated. But my, mm -hmm. my Twitch my Twitch one looked fine though. So when when I use restream though, you're actually streaming to 
restream and then that one's outputting it to all the other channels and it's perfect quality so you know so it's like like it's i said compressing it properly yeah it's, exactly it knows what it's yeah. doing that's what the site's for but that's you know like i said that's something I, I always tell people that's what something you know people should try out before saying like hey guys i'm going over to facebook bye or i'm going over to trovo bye like you know that's also when you can also you can be when you're restreaming that's when you can tell your audience like hey I'm restreaming to Facebook. Make sure you guys go check it out. You know, let me know what you guys think. Blah blah blah. You know, so yeah. you know, this, that, that's that's my best advice rather than going all in on something. But I think right now, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Rather than uh, just, it's not just Twitch. I mean, I said Facebook has the issue of so many people going on there. I mean, you go on Facebook gaming, you're I mean, you're gonna see Stone Mountain everywhere. I mean, they're paying a buttload of money, dude. They gotta promote them, you know. So it's yeah. like it, you're gonna be pushed to the bottom depending on what you're playing, anyways. Then you gotta keep track of the keep track of the algorithm and by the way go back to octane real fast um so yeah he started he his channel is called the hobbyist miner and i can't remember when he made this account it was just recently he's already at like thirteen thousand subscribers um and on his on his gaming page he's had for like six six to eight years he's only at like four or five and he just hit over a, a million total um views on his videos because i was just looking at this last night yeah he's at 12.9 thousand he just posted a video nine hours ago and it's already at 1.3 thousand views he posted one last night oh. he posted one last night uh yeah one day ago that one's already at 3.2 thousand it's like that's insane in less than 24 hours you're over 3,000 views and here you're posting videos for six or seven years that were barely getting two to three hundred because and it's because octane found out the algorithm so it has to basically stay consistent you know I, I know he's done a lot of research into like hash you know not the hashtags but like the the keywords you know the tags and stuff so it, it's it's something to look into um, if you're thinking about trying a different platform I mean I I tell everybody you know try try whatever platform me, I'm sure you probably heard me talk about it. Me, it's like I'm in a whatever stage right now, and so I be, I just been streaming to Twitch and Facebook here and there. And if you catch me, you catch me. <laughs> so, yeah, well, and I I know that there's something going on with it. You know, I I've got a YouTube channel that I try to keep a lot of content on. And by the way, I don't know if I ever told you you're in the credits of one of them. Am I really? Yeah, I did a uh, fun with friends video and even though I didn't have any actual game clips of us playing together like everybody who's been an influence to me in some way or another in the last two and a half years is in the credits of that video. Uh, so you'll have to go check it out. It's just a bunch of funny clips of from back in the realm days and even some from more recent. Was uh, it which one was it? it? It just it's called fun with friends Fun with friends. I'll find it. Yeah, you'll just have to go back and watch it. I See, I'll I, say I, one I, thing about, so like with YouTube, I don't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, like, I don't really go on YouTube that much anymore because I get caught in rabbit holes. So before you call me out on it, I wasn't even subscribed to you on YouTube. I apologize. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's I, all right. I don't, I don't really use, yeah, that's why I always tell everybody, I don't really use YouTube that much. I stopped, once my, you know, because I had, you might remember Sahil, my YouTube editor. I don't know if you're if you're in. Oh so. uh, well, he uh, he did all my YouTube videos, and I was you know like he said he was my editor. I was paying him, and then you know my my realm videos were all getting you know thousand views, nine hundred views. As soon as we went over to Paladins, 
those were doing all right. But then all of a sudden, once we switch away from high-res games, like, dude, like there's a Call of Duty one here from 12 months ago, only has 17 views. I mean, yeah. you went from a thousand, you know, we went from like a thousand views on all my videos down to less than 50. Even the, even my live streams on there only have like 20 views average. And it's like, cause my, my channel is just totally, that's why people keep saying like, realistically, it doesn't hurt to start a brand new YouTube channel and keep it one specific content. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, like, like yeah. you know, so it's like, I've thought about doing that, but like YouTube is very hard to keep up with. Yeah. Well, and especially if you're trying to stream, you know, you got a family, a job. I've actually got two jobs going on right now. You know, it's been it's been really hard to keep content on there. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I've tried, you know, one of the things, though, that, that kind of stuck out to me when you started talking about them having an algorithm is I've got a couple of review videos up there. Mm -hmm. I started doing some review videos. I've got one from that I did on Cold War when it came out. But I did a review video where I was doing a comparison between the Logitech G502 and the uh, Razer Basilisk yep, V2. That one's at 2K. That thing shot up super quick. I mean, yeah. I just started getting subs left and right off that video. And then right after that, I did a series of videos basically showing people how to use Inkscape, which is the program I use for doing like all my graphics and stuff because I was going to do a whole uh thing of you know basically showing people how they could make their own overlays so that if they wanted to make their own instead of going out and buying them and stuff like that they could do that and what i noticed is when you look at a lot of those videos six seven eight viewers a piece on them you know not a whole lot so but every time i i release a review video it seems like it does very well it seems like that's kind of the the niche that it's expecting me to to release videos in you know, it's really crazy. I just, I just saw, uh, pulled up the fun with friends video and then watching the credits and reading all these names. I'm like, Oh man, I haven't heard from these guys in a long time, yeah, man. I know. Like, oh some man. Of them, some of them have been popping up in my channel, uh, like sicko. I, I haven't talked to sicko in forever and he popped up in mine. You know, some of those guys, they were, you know, such a, such a big part of, especially those realm years. You know, a lot of those names are a lot of the people from the realm days. A few of them are afterwards and stuff like that, too. But, you know, there's been just a huge community of people who were such a big influence in me to me, either in one way or another, whether they know it or not. See, that's the thing. Some of them like I mean, you may not even realize how much you've influenced me. But the reason that I do that and I put those videos out is, is just to say thank you to people, because I I don't think. I don't think sometimes they realize how important they are to us when we're when we're doing streaming and when we're playing these games and stuff like that. You know, it it's very it's very important to me to put something out every once in a while just saying thank you, you know. You know, speaking of which, you know, like I never forget it at, um, at HRX. I think it was Clamor that came and told me that you were trying to hunt me down. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> So it was. I think it was Clamet that might have said something first. Said, "Hey, you know, Cyber Optics or Optics looking for you." And I was like, "Why?" He goes, "I don't know. He's trying to find you." And then I think someone else told me you're looking for me. I'm like, "Where's he at?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he, well, and this I, man was hunting me down. <laughs> well, I was trying to make sure that I ran into everybody. You know, I got to see Thor, Baggins, Crippler. You know, I had already seen all those guys. Octo. Uh, Klamath, Speaking of Octo, this man just commented on one of my Twitter posts last night. And just, I saw that earlier. This, this man, this man is such shade. a troll. 
<laughs> no, nah, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter, streamer beef, and people people literally adding people and talking crap about each other. That. I was like, that's the dumbest that. thing ever. And Octo, yeah, I was just, just for everybody listening, Octo G, who's he's pretty big in the high res community. He's he's an awesome dude. Um, he right he he comments back and says, "God, that streamer Glock Nine content sucks. Maybe he should start a Kinder Egg opening stream. Then there would be something more interesting on his channel." <laughs> I wrote back. I mean. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> He's just a troll, yeah. man. He's a great dude. Yeah, Octo's amazing. And really, I mean, everybody, iRes was such a cool thing because it, in all my years of gaming, I play with people all over the world. Mm -hmm. Never met any of them in, in real life. Uh, and, you know, so to be able to go to an event like that where you already kind of had this very tight-knit community online and you go and you meet these people. And the one thing that I can tell to all your listeners out there, and this is you, Klamath, you know, Thor, any of those guys, every single person I met is exactly how they are on stream. Like nobody, like you don't get like one persona on stream and another one off stream. Like all these people were just so real. That was one of my uh, favorite, you know, favorite parts about the High Res Expo is literally everybody being exactly how they were. You know, yeah, and, and I, I got I've got people have told me that a million times that like my high energy and like craziness I have on stream is the same in person. I'm like I pride myself on that, dude. I don't want to have like an on you know on stream on camera persona. It's just that's just me, dude. Like you know, but it was cool seeing that everybody else is exactly the same. That's one thing I was nervous about yeah. actually. But yeah, because you you really never know what you're running into. I mean, you know, living in this online world that we do now. Everybody knows that you have keyboard warriors. They act completely different mm -hmm. on a keyboard than they do in real life. And it, it's just cool to see, you know, when you meet these people that you've been playing with and you've been associated with for so long, and they just, they're just genuine people. They're, they're the exact same way. Arrow, I, you know, I loved hanging out with Arrow. I loved hanging out with Inquiring. You know, they, they were... We we all had a lot of good laughs. We we had a lot of fun. And, See, I didn't. You know, I didn't really know Aerocloud too well. Like from the street, like we knew each other. He he you know, he would lurk in my channel all the time. But meeting that guy in person, he was such a genuine human being. Aerocloud, yeah, you know, he's a, he's an amazing human being. I really I really enjoyed hanging out with him. And uh, I don't think you were there when we got our. our, our uh, did, you, did you go with us to get cheesesteaks? No, I didn't end up going out with anybody. You know, we were at the time so. That trip was originally supposed to be a personal trip. And, you know, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, she was there with me and we were supposed to be going over there. And it was just supposed to be like a personal trip. Uh, and then that was about the time that the cogs and all that stuff started kind of coming around, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. But because I was, when they decided to kind of come to that event, there was a certain piece of me that was like well you know i ought to be actively involved i ought to be in the booth some and you know be with the group of people that came for the for the convention and stuff like that um so it did kind of keep me out of some of the <laughs> i'll just call them activities yeah uh, that, that happened around the uh hrx convention you know oh they uh oh i, I said you know me and me and aerocloud and a bunch of the guys went to get cheesesteaks and I hope somebody remembers what that place was called because if I ever go back to Atlanta, I'm going back there, dude. I mean, it was amazing. It was an amazing place. But Atlanta, I've never been to Atlanta before. And it was actually a really, cool, really cool time. Very, very fun. Yeah. Uh, very I fun town. I used to live in Atlanta. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I, I like Atlanta. And, you know, it's only about a four-hour drive from where I live, so it's not that far away from me. Oh, yeah, that's like A-Town so, wanted me to bring my computer. He said, oh, yeah, you know, next year we should all bring our computers. I'm like, I'm not bringing my computer from California. What the heck's wrong with you? He, A-Town's like an hour away. You know, it's not that bad for him. <laughs> yeah, I, I've actually, well, and, you know, I've got, I've got the laptop that I use for my streaming. And I can actually carry that with me, but you know, if if I'm gonna carry a laptop to something like that, I need to buy one of those. Uh, you've probably seen them. It looks like a tablet, but it's just like a second monitor. Yes, those things are so if, cool. If I had one of those and a laptop, you know, and and then a webcam, you could basically have a whole setup that you could just stick into a bag. But I saw these kids rolling these. They had those those big rolling things, and they were just bringing in like full size uh towers with them and monitors yep. like three and four monitors and i'm like that's just i'm not living that life like that's that's just way too much for for something like that oh yeah no i saw people doing i mean they were bringing their whole entire setup and everything i'm just like holy yeah. crap dude like that was just yeah, that was I, just nuts if i could have one of those little monitors and then just have my laptop and monitor i could put it in a laptop bag i'm too old to be carrying that stuff around that's, <laughs> that's just that's just way past my uh, my abilities at this point. Uh, all right, so let's get into cogs. So I'll let you kind of explain exactly the, if you can get into like kind of what the technology is, and I'll actually tell my experience of actually using them. Not just at HRX, you've actually were kind enough to send me a pair, which I actually have mm -hmm. right next to me. And yep. so I'll I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you explain what they are, the technology behind them, and then I'll I'll jump in. So the whole idea basically started, uh, my father was doing his dissertation for his PhD. He was, um, he's, uh, his degrees in cognitive psychology. And originally what he was trying to do is uh, the, the company that he owns is an engineering company and they do a lot of work with the military. And so what he was actually trying to do is he was trying to find some way to help UAV pilots to feel, you know, more relaxed, uh, obviously reduce some of their stress and their fatigue from sitting behind those monitors all the time. And he came into my office one day and he said, you know, I got an idea. He said, do you think that gamers would be interested in something like this? And I said, well, absolutely. I mean, here you have a group of people who live their lives behind these monitors and you know most of the people who play games and stuff they games are not their number one job they still have other jobs outside they have other responsibilities and stuff so you're dealing with a lot of stress throughout the day and so basically what he did is he found a way to use these lights and patterns and things like that to shut down certain processes inside of the brain so that your brain could use those processes elsewhere. And when I describe it to a lot of people, I describe it kind of like the RAM in your computer. You know, your RAM is taking in all these little bits of information. Uh, it kind of works the same way as your short-term memory. And you're also taking in a lot of information in a couple different ways. You've taken information from the front of your eye and from the side at the same time. So your brain is just getting bombarded with all this all this stuff throughout the day and those mental aspects will eventually turn into physical ones. Um, you know, like taking a long car ride or something, going on a long car ride and you go on a long trip 
And by the time you get to your destination, you're just exhausted, even though you haven't done anything. And a lot of that is just all the information that your brain is having to take in during that drive. And so basically what he discovered was just a way to shut down some of those processes temporarily, and then that way your brain is able to use those elsewhere. And what we found this actually did is it reduces fatigue, and it actually helps you to focus better. And then what a lot of gamers don't realize is that arm movement is actually controlled from the peripheral of the eye. It's not actually controlled by what you see in front of you. Uh, you know, your brain takes in that information, but your peripheral is actually what controls your arm. So if you can shut down some of these processes, it also helps you with your aim. It helps to improve aim as well. So this is a really cool technology. This is something, obviously, these light therapies and things like that, you know, th this is nothing new. A lot of this stuff is, you know, there's been a ton of research on it, a ton of papers. Uh, but it's definitely starting to uh, shape up now. We do have them in production. Uh, we were a little bit put behind because of COVID. Obviously, it was hard to find electronics and plastics. And, you know, it got a little harder to find those things. But uh, we're rolling pretty good now, man. And we're, we're just about ready to, uh, to make our mark with these things. Yeah, so, you know, so everyone knows me. I'm a big believer in, you know, blue light blocking glasses, anything for your eyes, because it's not, you know, I had, I don't know if you heard the podcast I did with the owner of Gamer Advantage, uh, Brian Reedy, a great, great guy, very passionate about what he does. And we were talking about the technology behind, you know, the glasses and blocking blue light. So I remember at HRX, it was like, you really want me to try them out because you know how much of a believer I am in you know, basically, you know, you know, your eyes and, you know, mental strain or, you know, all that stuff that comes with computer monitors and all this other stuff. I remember uh, when I first heard it, I remember you were explaining it to me and I was a little <laughs> skeptical, right? I remember, you know, you're, you're, you, 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 you know, you took me to the side yeah, and, you, and, and you, and you were like explaining it. And I kind of was like, mm, okay, all right, you know can't knock something until you try it so now it's it's been a while so i can't remember the exact test you had us do um but it, it was, was an aim trainer it was it was an aim trainer where basically little bubbles will pop up you gotta click them as fast as you can and it doesn't like test like your accuracy and like you know stuff like that right I'm, i can't remember how many tests we exactly did but I remember you did one with the turn. You had the glasses on, like they were the, they were the like beginning prototypes. Like there was no frames or anything. It was just a straight yeah. like you know, it was PCB board yeah. with battery tape to the side. Yeah, of it. exactly. It was the uh, it was the beginning <laughs> prototype. And uh, uh, you know, you, you should have seen the very first one. Oh really? It was it was it was a huge white construction helmet with these metal pieces hanging off of it and LED <laughs> like I'm talking like two or three inch LED screens like attached to the side and wires running down the back. We called it the Egon. Dude. That thing was hideous. I remember, yeah, I remember you you know, you handed me you handed me these glasses and then I, I, I remember I actually remember like looking at them and then looking at you, kinda like, <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll try them. So I remember I did, I can't remember if I did it with them on first or off first. I don't remember, but I remember, you know, you don't know your results until the very end. Right. So yeah. you showed the results of what I got with them off. Right. And you know, the number, the numbers were decent, whatever, not boasting, just saying they were, they were, they were good. 
but then you see the numbers that I was getting, I was getting with them on, they were, they were turned on. And then I remember I was like, what, what? So I remember I did it again. I do remember I did it twice. I was like, all right, you know, let me, let me do this. Let me do this again. Um, and so I, I, I was like trying to be laser focused on both turns and I still, with them on, like, it's almost like you can tell that you were able to actually focus and register things a little bit faster. Like, you weren't concerned with anything that was going on around you pretty much. Like, it was almost like tunnel vision. Like, you knew what you... It, 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 it was pretty crazy, like, thinking about the technology behind these things. And so, you know, Optic was nice enough to where he actually shipped me, you know, when you guys actually got the, you know, the pairs of the frames and stuff like that. Like I said, I haven't, yeah, yeah. I, I have them sitting next to me. I actually, you know, was able to test them out, you know, I, 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 you know, off stream and stuff like that. And was, you know, testing them out, had them on and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy technology. I mean, honestly, it's, it's like, I was just telling you before the show, I, you know, I need to go do my review for them or testimonial for them. But it's like these things, these things, you know, if you guys haven't seen them, it's, was it tricogs.com? T-R-Y. Yeah, T-R-Y-C-O-G-S.com. I'll have a link down below for the website. Go go, go check them out. There, you know, There's more information on there, but these things are actually really cool. Because I, I know you, you guys were working with different people. I'm not going to say unless you say, but I know you guys were talking about working with different companies and stuff like that um, that are interested in this technology. And it's like I can see how they would utilize it, you know? Yeah. Well, that's that's one of the crazy things about this technology is that it's there's so many different usages for this. And it's one of the big ones. And, and obviously, you know, the the health and wellness groups and stuff, it's very hard to break into that stuff. Uh, anything in the medical field, a lot of that stuff is controlled by these big universities and stuff like that. And when you bring these ideas to them, a lot of times they just want to take your idea and claim it for their own. So you have to be very careful when you get into the medical field, but I'll tell you a story. We've got a, a young lady. I'm not going to mention her name. She's 12 years old. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of, you have to be very careful when you're dealing with kids, but um, her father is a, um, is a general and he basically came to us or he's a Colonel. I'm sorry. He came to us and he was telling us about his daughter. She has autism. She has ADD. And she was doing very poorly in school. And he said, look, I'm willing to try anything at this point if I feel like it's going to help my daughter. And we, we understood, you know, so we said, we will send you a pair of glasses, you know, let her wear them, just kind of see what she thinks. So the girl started wearing them and within one report card, right? She raised up every single grade by an entire letter. Oh wow! Wearing the glasses, and she calls them her brain glasses. She won't mm -hmm. take them off. She wears them to school every day now. So uh, there's just a ton of different things that we can do with this technology. I mean, that's one of them. Uh, we've been in talks with one of the uh, chief psychologists at the NFL, who's told us that whenever players get concussions, one of the reasons that it takes them so long to recover from concussions is because of cognitive load. So if we could cut that down, you know, you could potentially get football players back on the field a week or two faster by cutting down that cognitive load. You know, that's huge for those players. Oh, absolutely. 
That's so, actually that's actually what I was referring to when people you were talking about working yeah. with like the NFL. You know, I didn't know if I could say that. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Yeah, and and again, like I said, I mean, it's you know, even in advertising, we've been able to use a certain model on a certain website. Now, this one I won't mention, but um, you know, we were able to help people to make better buying decisions in a shorter period of time, and actually feel more confident about the purchases that they made. And so there's there's a ton of different places where this technology can be used. And uh, probably one of the biggest things, too, and I, I probably ought to mention this, is that it's completely natural. It uses your brain's natural ability to take in light and how your eyes work with your brain. That's a natural process. And the only reason I say that is because there are some other products out there. I saw one the other day. It was... Uh, some contraption you put on your head that shoots uh, electromagnetic waves into your brain. I've and seen things like that before. I, I don't. I don't know if you know anything about the human body, like for like testosterone, for example. If you introduce something outside of the body that that isn't naturally produced by the body, as soon as you take it away, your body has stopped its ability to be able to produce it naturally. Yes. And so there's a lot of times when you just have to be very, very careful with that. You know, uh, if you're sending electromagnetic waves into somebody's brain, well, what happens when they take those off? So, the, the, yeah, the best example I can give for that, I'm going to cut you off, but oh, I, I know I know a lot of people um, when I used to be in really good shape, I used to, if, you know, anybody that doesn't, hasn't heard my story, I used to do um, MMA and uh, Muay Thai kickboxing for many years. But people were, you know, found out there's a big there's a big thing people do to lose weight and it's testosterone. So they would take testosterone, you know, and, you know, it's kind of what's in steroids. It makes people all pissy and stuff like that. But when you start taking when you start taking something like that and your body gets used to you taking this testosterone every day, it stops developing it as your body. If you stop taking it, your body won't produce as much. You know, it's the same way if you're using melatonin every single night to go to sleep, your body's not going to produce as much melatonin as it actually needs when you're not taking it because it's expecting you to put it in your body, you know? Yep. So, you know, basically what you're saying is, again, you know, if you're if you're shooting electromagnetics into your brain and stuff like that, exactly what happens when you take it off? It, it, that's such a true statement. Yeah, and so that I mean, then that's one of the things that we really pride ourselves on. One, there is no product that does what we're doing optically. Yeah. Uh, most of them that you see, I've seen one. There's like a, and I may I may be completely way off with how this works, but they want you to put some kind of uh, band on your arm, and then you they want you to lay back and close your eyes for like a certain amount of time. Well, when you close your eyes, your brain stops taking in information. Yes. That's why people meditate. That's why people, because you're cutting down some of that cognitive load. And so you could do that completely naturally. But the problem that most of us face is that we're all very busy in our lives. We have things to do. We can't just stop like that. So what we're offering is we're offering a product that allows you those same benefits of, of, of you know, meditating, relaxing like that, but that allows you to keep your eyes open and still stay active at the same time. So this is a really neat concept. This is a brand new concept and we're, we're really, we're really excited about this. We think it's going to help out a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you just reminded me like what, what is, 
when you're at work or something like that and something makes you upset or you get flustered, what's the first thing you, you stop, you close your eyes, you take a deep breath mm-hmm. and then you try and clear your mind. And you said, as soon as you close your eyes, you, you know, you know, everything pretty much stops and you know, that makes, that makes total sense. It's, it, like I said, it's, yeah. re- it's really cool, really cool technology. It's like I said, when <laughs> I openly say it, I'm, I'm talking to you right now. Like when, I, when you first explained it to me at HRX, I was kind of like, uh, but yeah, I, we're you used know, to that now. yeah, but after I, but again, <laughs> it's one of the things that I always say, like some things may not sound like we don't really know how it works, but it's like, you have to try it first. And like I said, I've tried, I tried it at, at, you know, in Atlanta, you know, I tried the ones you gave me. You know, it's like they're really, you know, they're really cool. Like it's actually a really cool technology when you actually see, you can actually, you notice it's working. That's the main thing. You know, it's like you actually notice a difference in your focus and what you're doing. It's, it's like I said, you know, you, you know, when you're talking about like people in the medical field, like, and you know, stuff, you know, for your eyes, like I sit here and for what I've been, I've been partnered with Gamer Advantage for two and a half years now or something like that. And people still ask me, like, do you believe in those glasses? I'm like, I wouldn't own all these glasses if I didn't believe in it. I, you know, I used to have headaches and all you know, all this other stuff. And I can't be on my computer without wearing, you know, these kind of glasses. So it's like, you know, I think, I, I, do you have a model on there that's gaming glasses and ones without lenses, right? Uh, right now, the ones that we have on the site are, they do include the blue light lenses. But the more that we've been out talking to people, we went to an event the other night called Beers and Engineers, and this was more of a bunch of bunch (laughs) of engineers sitting around. A lot of them were cybersecurity guys, and they were very interested in this for their guys that sit behind the monitors all day staring at code. Uh, But a lot of them, you know, had a lot of questions, especially when it came to like prescription lenses. That's that's been a huge. Uh, thing that we get asked about a lot, which we're actually working with the lens company right now on that, where people could actually go to the website and put in their prescription and get a pair that have their prescription in it. Uh, we're also working on another model that can be worn on top of your existing glasses as well. Ooh. So we, we've we definitely got some things in the work for people with prescription lenses as well. But one of the things that we have been asked about several times is, well, what if I don't want the lenses in them? Maybe I don't want the blue light lenses. So we are going to offer a version that does not have the lenses in it as well. So if there are people that don't want those lenses, they they will have that option as well. One really cool thing on the website that you guys got to go look at is the team page, the about us section. <laughs> and when you hover over everybody's photo, that, that that's absolutely hilarious. Our alter egos. That is awesome, dude. That's hilarious. Uh, and, and I, yeah. We're, well, you, me, me and me and Optic were talking about this before the show and how the website's like a brand new website's, you know, very well said. There's a really cool promo video. You know, it's pretty funny, but it has all the, you know, the deeper dive, all this other stuff on here. It's really cool. Very well laid out website. You can actually go look at more of, you know, the company and what the glasses do. You gotta keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're, you know, you're perfectly fine. The one thing that people, that, that people do need to realize is that, and this was something that was very hard for us to test at gaming conventions, because when you're there, there's obviously a lot going on. There's a lot of people talking, you know, when these things really work is when the when you don't notice the lights anymore, because what a lot of people do when they first put them on is they're very noticeable. 
And what you have to wait and do is you have to kind of let that disappear off. And it's, it's almost like those pictures that you had to stare at for a long time yeah. to see the image in it. You really have to be concentrated on something else and let those lights disappear before they start to do their job. But once the, that, that's one of the things that we had a hard time with in our testing it going to those events is because it, it's very hard in such a short period of time for people to actually see what they're doing. They have to put them on. They have to wear them for a while before they can really start to understand those effects. Yeah. And before I get the question from my community where I know someone's going to be a smart aleck and say, well, if you have these glasses and everything, why don't you wear them on stream? The ones I have don't have lenses in them. And yeah. like, like, and you know, like I said, my big issue is the blue light. I get really bad eye strain and it did happen, you know, a little bit with those on because I don't have the, the blocking that, of, you know, of that. So if I were to go on stream with them for like, you know, six, six hours or something like that, I might have a little bit of an issue. So, but I do wear them from time, especially when I'm gaming, like, you know, short periods of time. I, I play some Rocket League with DJ. I'll put them on for a little bit every once in a while. But it's like, yeah. you know, if I if I had them with the gaming glasses, I'd be wearing them a lot more. Well, Glock has to be very careful, too, because of those big glasses sponsors that he already has out there. Big too. glasses sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Gamer, Advan Gamer Advantage has been very good to me. And they, you know, yeah, I've, been, I've been good to them, too. I but love their glasses. They are, you know, they, they are... They're that amazing more, people. That was there. more against you than it was against them. Oh, I know, I know. No, but yeah, you know, it's it's just one of those things where yeah, that's something that I you know, like I said, I also take, I also take their eye candy. You know, I've talked about this on there yeah. before. You know, they have the the multivitamin with all this stuff for your eye. Again, you guys can go back and listen to my my interview. One my, my very first interview ever on this podcast was with Brian Reedy. He talks about eye health as well. And it's like you know, same thing with optic. They're very passionate about what they do because they they care. You know, it's not just a product that people are developing trying to make money on it's actually something they, they believe in and they know it's gonna be good you know for the better of people you know helping them out and that's one of the things that i think a lot of people don't get to see they don't get to see the behind the scenes in our meetings and stuff like yep. that when we go into our marketing meetings when we go into anything i mean the whole reason that he created this was because he wanted to help people that's why we're wanting to do so much testing with, you know, kids with autism and things like that. He's even gone as far as saying that, you know, he might even be willing to just give the technology up. You know, we would still use it on the gaming side. We would still use it on the we're actually using it in fitness too. believe it or not. There's a lot of fitness, um, a lot of good things as far as fitness, too, and the way your muscles work when it comes to cognitive load. So we would still use it for that, but he had also talked about maybe giving a chunk of it away to the medical community. Like this is some, this is his baby. Yeah. And to hear someone who is willing to go that far just to help out, you know, kids with autism or even vets with PTSD. That's another thing that we've talked about a lot as well. That's a, you know, something that we feel very strongly about. Um, you know, when we go into these meetings, we go into every single meeting with that understanding that, you know, it, this isn't just to make money. We really do want to help people. And, and that's really what everybody's about in this company. No matter who you talk to, if you talk to any single person and, and they're all wide open to talk to, like nobody is closed off. They're all in our discord channel. They're all, you know, out there on the website, anyone, uh, even our chief technical officer. I mean, he'll get on there and talk to you. Oh yeah. I mean, they it, all, have the same goal and that's really to to help people that's really what we want to do 
Yeah, I think I think it's awesome. Like I said, it's a uh, uh, it's one of those things where I think I think a lot of people are starting to take things like that more serious over the years, especially now that people yeah. are getting you know people are getting older, sitting in front of the computer more. I mean, especially now people working from home are on the computer a lot more than they would be at work. You know, it's like it's something that people really need to start paying attention to. I've been preaching it for years, but <laughs> yeah, you, you can't escape it. I mean, we, we still have to be productive in our lives. So how do you, how do you get that, that feeling of relaxation and, and, and be able to focus, you know, when you're on a computer for 14, 15 hours a day, because there's some people that, that can't take breaks. You know, they, they have multiple things that they do where they're on machines and they have to be productive. You can't be productive if you have your eyes closed. I mean, you, if if you're good at typing, you might be able to be somewhat productive in some areas. But, you know, most of us still have to be able to work with our eyes open. So. I absolutely agree. Oh, well, cool. We're about an hour in. Was there anything else you wanted to discuss on this episode? I would definitely have you on for another episode. But is there anything else in your um, mind you want to ask about? I, I did what, what would be your thoughts on someone wanting to rebrand themselves? Like I am all for rebranding. I am all, you? I am a big, I'm a big believer in rebranding for the, for the reason being, um, I went through, I went through technically not really three, rebrand, I went through two. So my, my very first name was, I was, I was, I used to be on a competitive counter-strike team. And we, we were we were older than most people in there, so everyone would call us Sir. So, um, you know, everyone had their first name was Sir and then something else about themselves. So me being a New Orleans Saints fan, my name was Sir Hudat, right? And mm-hmm. and so then, um, but that name never really, like, stuck, right? So my first, like, nine months streaming, I made my whole thing, Sir Hudat, black and gold, and, you know, kind of like Saints color, blah, blah, blah. But then... You know, when I actually, everyone knows I got my, like, persona with sniping and stuff like that and, you know, all this other stuff, which is why my logo is a assassin with a sniper. It's supposed to have a yeah. Glock on his hip, by the way. I, this is fun fact. I don't know if I ever talked about it on my podcast where people can know now. There was supposed to be a Glock. In the original drawing, there was a Glock on the assassin's hip, Right. You know, and then when he, I guess when he went and did the digital part of it, he forgot to put that in there somehow. And when I got it back, I thought, I just thought it was so cool. Um, I didn't notice it and already had merch made and all this other stuff before someone pointed it out. But, you know, and I got my name through a friend at work, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, Glock has stuck with me so easily, right? It's, it's stuck with me so easily. But it's one of the things where, if you're going to change it to something that's like, you know, something about you or something, you know, like you have in mind, I know you're talking about, you know, rebranding yourself and stuff like that. And we just talked about how you got your name and stuff like that. But, you know, if it's something that like means a lot to you or something, you know, people recognize about you or something like that, I'm all for it. I mean, what better time to do it before you have a big audience, right? Well, and that's kind of what I was thinking, you know, I, so when I first came up with the idea of cyber optic, I had this character, this personality in my head, you know, the, um, kind of, you know, the hoodie over 
some kind of mask on my face, you know, when, when I think of cyber optic, that's kind of what I thought of. I thought of someone, you know, I would build my channel around cybersecurity and technology and all this, and it didn't end up happening. And so I kind of wonder when people come into my channel and they see this guy who's, you know, got a gray beard and he's, you know, a little bit older playing video games and obviously, you know, getting frustrated with himself because his flicks are not quite what they were when his 30s, you know, is does that name really go with the person that they see when they come on stream? And sometimes sometimes I worry about that. Not that I worry it, about it. I it, just I, I wonder, is the name does the name reflect what people see when they come into the channel? Do you have, do you have a name in mind? Uh, you know, I was going to put OG on the front of something just because I feel like I'm an old gamer, but uh, we, we've tossed around a couple different ideas. Like I know OG styles was one that someone brought up. Um, so, you know, the cool thing, the cool thing about your stream, I will say right now, like I say, if you want to, if you want to rebrand or something like that, it's, you know, it's obviously your channel. You do what you want. But I will say the way you do implement cyber optic, and then you know you have your background, all, all the stuff behind you. Um, like the, I know it's it's a green screen, right? Yeah, I do use a green screen. Yeah, so it's it, you know in you know you, did you make your own transitions too and all that stuff, right? I make all my own transitions, yes. overlays. Yeah, I do all that myself. Yeah, because I think you also did uh medic stuff, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did all the medic stuff for yeah, him as so, well. Yeah, medic. Yeah, because uh, yeah, medic went and changed his stuff. You know, he I did he, all that he yeah, med medic uh, medic rebranded. He was see, he made one of the big mistakes, kind of like how I did. You you put your team name in your name. He was surreal medic, and surreal team is not around anymore. So he went with FF underscore medic, which means firefighter medic, which basically is about him. He's yeah. a firefighter paramedic. Um, you know, and then you went, went and made all these really cool graphics for him and stuff like that. It fits exactly who he is, you know, the same way right now you have the, the name cyber optic with the, you know, the cool looking logo and you know, all the technology behind you on your just chatting screen and stuff like that. Yes. I'm looking at it right now, but I already know you had that stuff. Trust me, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, it's, but it's like one of those things where, yeah, it fits, but if you're looking to go into a different direction and, you know, be a little more creative or, you know. It, there's nothing wrong with that people people like change like you know yeah. you know people do like change you know like am i and that's where i've kind of i me i like change but it's like i'm also a, i'm afraid to change some of my stuff like i've had the same webcam frame forever and i yeah. thought about, i thought about going with the green screen and then i have had people say that they don't like green screens but then i've had people well. say that they don't like borders either they don't like having the background because I personally, even though I don't, I, I want to do it. I think green screens are just better for streaming because you get to see more of the gameplay. You're not distracted by everything in the background, you know. But well, it's like, I'm so afraid to change. Yeah, and I like that stuff too. I, I've I've had a lot of people make comments to me about, you know, the the personal aspect of it. You know, when you go into a streamer and you can see his background, you can see where he lives and you know, it it's it seems like it's a little bit more personal like that. Yes. Whereas that's true. when you have the green screen, it, again, when I had the idea of cyber optic and when I started building all this, because my name was actually something else when I was on console. Uh I just changed it about three years ago when mm. I started on PC. But I had this whole thing built up in my mind. I, I may have watched too much Doctor Disrespect, you know, at that <laughs> time, or something. I don't know. I had this whole like you know show type idea in my head and the way I wanted to do things. 
And what I realized is what in order to do what I wanted, I needed a lot of money and I needed to be doing a lot of research. And I just don't have the time to dedicate to build cyber optic out the way that I had envisioned it. And so it's never really met what what I thought it was going to be. It, it, it didn't really turn into what I thought in the beginning. You also have to look at it like what do you personally look at when you go to somebody's stream? Like, like for me, you know, like it's cool seeing everything behind people is a more personal thing, like you said. But like for me, you know, we were talking about earlier about people being genuine on stream as they are off stream. That's the main thing I look for. I love Dodger Disrespects, like, you know, personality on stream. It's very, you know, it's like you're watching a show, but it's, yeah. it's not personal at all. It's, it's a, just all a persona, you know, it's yeah. like, but I, I like when I go to somebody's stream, I like seeing the person for who they are and stuff like that. So it's like, I, I really wouldn't care about, I mean, it's just me personally wouldn't care about seeing anything in their room and having like, everyone's gone with this little standard thing. Like you see it all the time where like for, even for me, I have, you know, I make sure that my background, I have like my logo, I have my flag or whatever you see my, you can kind of see my computer with the RGB lights or whatever, you know, yeah. but you, you have most people that have like the stacks of G fuel behind them. And you know, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same kind of background for most people. You know, it's either their logo or something like that. Where for me, I I would I'd rather just have one. I mean, I I'm probably going to when I when I end up moving to Texas, getting a you know a pop up green screen and go finally just go. I used to have a green screen way back in the day. My wife wouldn't let me keep the green screen on the wall though. I'm in the corner of the living room, you know. So yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I got tired of taking it down every night. Company. Yeah, I got I got tired of taking <laughs> it down every night, you know. And I've kind of taken it over now, and she hates it, but it's like hey. I don't have my own dedicated man cave like I used to in our first house. So till we move yeah. over there, I already got the okay. I talked about it with DJ what I plan on doing. Um, I have a whole. It, it's going to be really cool what I end up doing. I'm probably going to have to take like two months off streaming and and podcasting to set everything up. But it's something where you know, like I said, it change changes something that I'm not. I'm afraid to change things and like I'm afraid that people aren't gonna like the change. I may like it. Yeah. But it's like one of the things if you're if you're more comfortable doing it that way and want to make it more personal, change your name a little more personal rather than like a character like you were talking about, I'm all for it, you know. Yeah. And I and I think it, you know, the, even the backgrounds and stuff, I mean, it's not that it right now it it, it was really techy in the beginning and now it's kind of gotten to be just a little plain with the three stripes behind me. And, you know, at one point I've got a, like a PC sitting behind me that's all kind of lit up with some neons yep. and stuff like that. But but I feel like I can carry that over into something else. You know, if if I went for something that I felt like was a little more retro, because like I said, I'm I'm pushing 50 now. What What's what is what am I going to look like when I'm 50, 60 years old and I'm still cyber optic? You know, is that name going to carry over time? Or is that something that, you know, people are going to look at me and go, why look, is this old rumor, hey, like, got this? Uh, oh, what's her name? The grandma that used to play Realm. Uh, Granny Got a Gun? Oh, yeah, Granny Gran Got a Gun. Granny Got a Gun. You have uh, gangster, gangster, gangster Granny on Facebook. You got Grandpa Something on Twitch. I'm like, dude, you may, hey, you keep gaming and streaming, bro. You might, you, you know, you, you might be that, maybe that person. You never know. <laughs> But that's what I'm, you know, they embrace that, you know. Oh, yeah, I, I Gran like Granny, Granny got a gun from the Realm Day. She's such a sweetheart. She was awesome. Oh, yeah, she's great. She still pops in my Twitch streams every once in a while just to say, hey, how you doing, honey? And I'm just like, oh, hi, Granny. 
She's a great and human that, being. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I ought to be embracing that instead of I. A small part of me thinks that you know some of that too was like trying to maybe be a little bit younger than what I really am. But well, you know, like, just, I, I always make the comments like I'm twenty. Yeah, okay, twenty nine still is technically young, but it's like I always like to say though I'm twenty nine. This you know this month I'll, it'll be my ten year wedding anniversary. I have four children. That has aged me way farther than twenty nine. Okay, <laughs> I don't have the same kind of gaming skills I used to have. <laughs> like that's why I you yeah, know my well. my thing nowadays I tell everybody like when the realm days I I, I you know tried my best to to stay at the top of the ladder and always be in the conversation as one of the best assassins snipers blah blah blah. I will never be one of the best Warzone players. I'll never be one of the best, you know, any any category. I'm not going to be the best. That's where me, personally, I take my stream as a personal thing, entertainment first before. Yeah. And that's where I I actually fell off. And people can tell you from my stream, I had a, a couple, you know, probably about six months after Mixer went down, you know, the first six months last year. I mean, I was having some really bad streams because I was getting super toxic because i was trying to be something i wasn't i was trying to yeah. be like i would get really mad when i died or i was playing valorant and i was having a horrible game i was, kept dying i would slam my hand on the desk and like i'm not known for that i'm known for yeah. the it's whatever you know and they like, just make make a joke and i make fun of it but it's like i was trying to be something that i know i can't get to i just don't i don't i don't get the chance i can't play 12 hours a day you know, I, I, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. be on the same level as some of these guys, but you know, that's why I had to sit back and go, dude, I'm an entertainer before I am a pro gamer. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. I had to come to the realization like this. I need to go back to what my stream was originally and stop trying to be it. You know, a quote unquote top guy, like, you know, in realm, I would, you know, I was, I never, I never called myself one of the best, but it was always, I was always in the conversation in the YouTube videos and all this other stuff. My name always came up, which was awesome. But it's like block shot, block shot, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's one of those things where like, you know, that's, that's not, you know, I came to the realization that's not going to happen anymore. I got to remember this. I'm doing this all for entertainment. Same thing with Warzone. It's like I die in Warzone. I was getting super toxic and it's just like, dude, whatever. At this point, I'm here for fun, man. I'm here for the community. That's what I'm here for. And, and that's been one of the, I've been very blessed to have some amazing people come in and play with me for a long time. You know, I, I don't know if you know Spicy Melons. Yeah, Spicy Melons. Uh, yeah, he, he's been coming in and playing a lot with me. M, M has been with me since the beginning. He's been one of my biggest supporters, one of my best friends through this. Every time I wanted to quit, he's like, no, dude, you got to keep going. You know, he's he's always been there for me. And when we get on the stream together, we would get on there and just get ridiculous sometimes. As you'll see that in the Fun With Friends videos, you know, some of the times when we're just goofing off. Uh, but, you know, over time, people's schedules change, things like that change. I, I've noticed that a lot of times when I have those other people to interact with and stuff, it's usually very entertaining. And then there'll be those streams where it's just kind of me by myself. Yeah. And that's when I'll start to get frustrated because at that point it's it's not that I'm mad that I lost to the game or or anything like that or that anybody was being toxic. It's it's that part of me that was like, man, when I was 30, I used to hit these shots like they were nothing. And as I've gotten older, I I can feel my reaction time slowing down and things like that, and it's more of me getting frustrated with myself like why can't I do this anymore? 
you know that that's that's the thing that I'm really trying to overcome right now in my streams and and thankfully I like I said I've got an amazing community of people who are always there like talking me off the ledge a little bit you know they 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 get me down before I even make it that far up you know what I'm saying and that's that's when we get in there and we just have a lot of fun and you know we we just have a good time with one another that's what it's all about I mean realistically yeah. so all right now this is the time that you get get the chance to plug all your stuff. Where can everybody find you? Uh, everybody can find me at twitch.com forward slash cyberoptic, O-P-T-E-K. Uh, I'm usually there on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Uh, also, definitely go by and check out the Tricogs website and, mm -hmm. uh, and let us know what you think. Yeah, I mean, I'll have, I'll have all of Optic's links down below. I'll have the Tricogs website down there, so... You know, if you just want the easier access, just go check out the description below. Optic, I appreciate you reaching out. I loved having you on here. I'll get you on here again, especially especially when you guys get more stuff for Cogs or having more information, and you know, just yeah, to, you know, just to BS some more too. You know, I appreciate you know, yeah. I appreciate you coming on, dude. Oh yeah, man. Thank you a lot. All right, for the rest of you guys, have a great rest of your week. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Peace.